Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy. There's a sense of um, a pleasure to know that you've gotten to that place. The audience is bubbling. Something has been released in a way that scared the, the, the bejesus out of them. Our repeated visits to the horror picture were certain laws that happened to apply to all horror pictures. He doesn't tell you everything, but now you're getting a sense of where this conspiracy lies. The innocent must suffer. It's very much about sort of the ride, the scares. I never watched the film with that in mind. If there's a good scare and it's working, they'll shriek. They'll shriek their heads off in unison. No one had seen anything like this. We came to realize there was a second law governing all horror pictures, and that was the guilty must be punished. But the people who needed to see it hadn't seen it yet. Just make it as bad for the characters as possible. The, the continuous sort of escalation of just getting worse and worse and worse. We found there was a third law and that is that you must taste blood to be a man. And he had no character. He was blank. He was simply evil. The fourth law exists, that the dead must walk. But we're still, uh, we're still testing that law in our research labs to see if it holds true in all cases. You could call him Mr. Halloween. We journey into the mind of a master of horror. Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am doing a solo episode this spooky season because I have no friends. Actually, that's not true. I have friends, but all of them have pretty much watched this film that I am going to be talking about today, and I'll just, I guess, get right into it. Um, if you guys have been enjoying spooky season, uh, I appreciate it, and I do have a couple more uh, before the end of spooky season. I, those will both be with guests. It's just, I didn't have time to schedule anything. Uh, I had a gaming convention with friends that we put on every year, uh, this weekend. So this is going to be sort of a short episode. I know this is going to be delayed a little bit. So hopefully you guys enjoy this and go out and keep enjoying spooky season. But the movie that we're going to be watching today is actually The Ring from 2002, directed by Gore Verbinski. So I will go ahead and read the synopsis for this movie. A journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of anyone one week to the day after they view it. This is a pretty classic uh, early, aughts to, uh, early aughts film. It is a um, generally speaking, regarded as a pretty good mystery thriller horror film. Now, I have seen, the reason why I didn't see this one, again, I, there's no reason that I shouldn't have, except for that at the time, or at least not at the time, but when I was watching horror films, this was a little bit before, I never saw this in theaters, this was, you know, I was a bit young for seeing this one in theaters, but... When I did start watching horror films, I actually was watching a lot of foreign films. And so I watched Ringu instead of The Ring. So I'm like, oh, I've seen the Ameri I've seen the actual original version. I don't need to see the American one. So I think that a little bit of that mindset has gone out the window for me because I have seen in the intervening years, I have seen other remakes that have sort of given me pause to maybe say, hey, maybe some remakes aren't that bad. You know, maybe there were remakes for a reason, right? Um, the upcoming episode on The Grudge, uh, which I have seen at this point, but I'm not going to go into it too much because the episode hasn't come out, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But it will be coming out next week, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I have seen that one. And I think that one kind of made some differences for me as well, uh, at least in the, um, you know, the same vein, because, you know, The Grudge came out in 2005, the remake. Um, the original film was, I believe, 2000, 2002, somewhere in there, uh, Juwan. So uh, other remakes such as uh, Let the Right One In or uh, other horror remakes, I do tend to like them a lot. So I don't really have much of a stigma about 
you know, movies that have been remade. And in fact, the other movie that I'm going to be watching for the finale, I think, of Spooky Season this year is also another horror remake. Um, so, which I've seen the original for, again, another, I guess this is sort of just the, you know, I watched, obviously I watched Saw and Hostel, and then I've watched basically three remakes <laughs> this year, which is kind of funny. Um, but, I, you know, I'm just mostly trying to catch up on a bunch of stuff that I hadn't seen. Uh, realistically and some of them I enjoyed more than others but uh, and hopefully the other ones that I will be watching I enjoy um, if not the episode should be fun uh, because we do have for the grudge we've got fan favorite AJ returning to the show which is always a fun time shout outs to AJ but uh, so I guess I'll get into a little bit of like the trivia here um, and just to see what we've got let's see subtle Images of circles in various forms, such as the designs on the doctor's sweater, the shower drain, and Rachel's apartment number, appear throughout the movie. That's fun, uh, you know, because the ring, they have a bunch of circles, um, you know, obviously the cover of the ring is the, you know, the, the top of the well. Now, I again, I have seen um, Ringu, so I kind of know where this film is going to go. Um, I So the, the mystery aspect of this one is probably going to be lost on me just simply because I've seen the original ring that it's based on I don't know how much they're going to change of it now that doesn't necessarily matter in a lot of cases because again like um I mentioned before let the right one in and um let me in which were the American the American remake of the Swedish film um they were both really good and it was basically the same plot there's a little bit of difference at the end but really not so much that it wasn't that it was super surprising so very hopeful on that front as far as just you know remakes go because i i don't know how much because the ring ringu really didn't it actually it did rely on the on the thread of the mystery kind of keeping you engaged because it actually really wasn't that scary of a film the beginning was actually really good of ringu um it opened very scarily um, but it wasn't as balls to the wall as some other films, right, that open like this. You know, you think that, oh, The Ring is a really scary movie, or at least that's what everyone says, but then you look at Ringu and it's like, no, it really, Ringu never really scares you. It just kind of, like, draws you in with sort of a terrifying mystery, and then it never really sort of has any of those big scares like you would see in a lot of those um scary films right it, it doesn't have like the jump scares um ring ringu i think yeah only has a really like i don't even think it has a jump scare if i recall um i watched it not that long ago or i re-watched re it i should say i'd seen it a long time ago and i re-watched it for the podcast um and really i never really jumped or was really ever scared at it so but it was tense so hopefully the ring which a lot of people say i know say is scary uh, or at least somewhat scary, and they like it, um, I think that that one's going to have a few more scares, or at least I hope it will, because, again, that's the thing that people did when they remade things, or at least that's the or at least that's the, the vibe that I get from this movie, is that a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's got all the, all the jump scares in it. So hopefully it has a few more scares, and it ratchets up the tension a bit more. Now, if the mystery is even a little bit different, I'll probably still enjoy it, because I really just enjoyed the mystery aspect of the ring, or not the ring, Ringu, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, this is to be determined. We'll have to see how much I enjoyed this one versus the other one. It really could go either way, and I'm open to it. It's just if it's going to rely on the same sort of twists, then maybe it's going to be underwhelming. But I think if it has some more scares that are pretty decent, I think it'll be it'll make up for it, essentially. Because, I like again, I like the story of Ringu. And... Um, Oh, here's another fun little tidbit. So this is weird to me. So although the meaning of the title, The Ring, is ambiguous, Koji Suzuki, the author of the original novel, oh, so this is actually based on a book, fun, always intended it to mean the cyclical nature of the plot rather than the phone ringing. So I actually, my dumbass, never realized that you know, this could, it's an ambiguous meaning because, oh yeah, the phone rings after the person gets the, the video, watches the video. So I always assumed it was meant to be like, you know, 
either the ring of the well or meant to be some sort of like you know whatever i didn't even put two and two together that yes it's actually an extremely ambiguous title to mean many different things so that's also another sort of good bit to this i guess i don't know but you know me i never thought about the ring of the phone which actually makes a lot more sense because that's the kind of the the thor sort of thing that happens when it's like oh this is scary ooh sort of thing you know so let's let's see here what else do we have in the old trivias on imdb so, in the space of four years since the original Ringu, the production budget multiplied roughly 40-fold. Wow. I mean, in Ringu, I don't know how much they spent on it, but it doesn't look like a low-budget film. Like, it looks pretty decent. Like, it does look like it's a maybe a, a little bit less budget than the actual, um, you know, than what the ring looks like, but... I mean, it doesn't look bad. Like, it looks like a pretty decent, slick film. Um, oh, here, here's another one. Producer Neil Edelston offered the remake to David Lynch to direct it, but he turned it down. I don't know how that would have been. I, I admittedly haven't seen a lot of David Lynch films, but they are all generally weird. And that would have had a way different vibe than I feel Gore Verbinski would have. Because Gore Verbinski really is... You know, he has his own style, and I feel like it goes really well with this sort of thing. Because he, he really popped on my radar first, because I think this was actually one of his first films, if I recall. I'll have to look that up here in a moment. But he went on from this to direct the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, series, which has, like, it really does have a horror vibe, honestly. Like, it, as much as it's a fun sort of film, it actually is sort of like, when you look at it, it's sort of deeply terrifying, the imagery that they have in that movie. So, um, I'm I'm actually kind of more hopeful about this because Gore Verbinski did direct it, more so than, like, David Lynch. Like, realistically, I'm thinking, like, nah, David Lynch, I don't know that... Having seen Ringu, I don't think he would have been a good fit for it, honestly. It would have been a vastly different film. It wouldn't have been like a remake, I think. It would have been more of a, this is just a, you know, a David Lynch film that is based on this movie called The Ring. Uh, so let's see what else we've got here as far as trivia. So long before the movie premiered, the killer video was used as a commercial. The commercial did not mention any movie for nearly a month. See, I am just a sucker for this type of viral marketing. I absolutely love it when they have something like this, and it draws me in, right? One of the things, uh, I maybe mentioned it on another episode, but if I didn't, I cut it out. The movie Smile that is coming out here um, in the last like few, in the last like month or so, it has what looks to be a really cool viral marketing campaign. It's literally just like hiring a bunch of people to go to like sports ball games, like especially baseball games, um, and stand in the stands with a shirt that just says smile on it. And they smile and look directly into the camera the whole time looking very creepy. So you have, you know, stuff like that. You have stuff like, you know, obviously the Blair Witch Project. You have stuff like even when they did, um, what was it, uh, Cameron's, or no, Ridley Scott's, um, what is it, Alien Covenant, where they had, like, all the little stuff like that. When they do stuff that is just different than your normal average sort of, like, oh, we're releasing three or four trailers sort of thing. Like, I love it when, when they get, you know, really weird and, and cool with it. So, um, this... The fact that this movie did that, I mean, obviously I'm not really getting it as it happened, but it's really cool to know that they did that for it. So I guess another thing that goes with that is, so the cursed video is available as an Easter egg on the DVD. So if you select, look here and press down on your cursor, it will appear. Press enter. This has an interesting feature. Your remote control is disabled once the video has started playing. You can't stop it. 
or pause it or fast forward it or return to the menu unless you turn off the TV. You're forced to watch the whole thing. When it's over, the DVD returns to the menu, then you hear a phone ring twice before you're given control over your remote again, which is just the coolest thing. I love it when a movie does something like that. It's just really fun and interesting that, you know, they mess with you, honestly, right? It's it's a really cool thing. Um, obviously I don't, I don't think they have that on any of the newer DVDs. They might, um, mine's just a, the one I'm going to be watching is just going to be a digital copy. So I don't think I have that. I know the VHS also did the same thing where they literally, um, took that and they said, all right, we're going to put the video at the beginning of the VHS before the previews. So you just have to watch it. Right. And then it makes you, you know, it really just pulls you in like you're part of this. I do like stuff like that. Um, so another nice bit of trivia here. So until Stephen King's It, this movie was the highest grossing horror remake in history with a total worldwide gross of almost $250 million. So this movie was very popular. Um, it did very well in theaters. Again, that's not necessarily a litmus test, but for the time for the time that this came out, I think that horror movies kind of got a bad rap. Uh, also, this was greenlit because of the massive success of The Sixth Sense in 1999, um, because apparently there was a rise of supernatural mystery and thrillers. So I guess really it was kind of coming back into vogue, but I always think that the ring is a horror film and the sixth sense is a thriller. So I don't know, maybe this is going to be a little bit closer to the sixth sense. If it is closer to Ringu, yes, it's going to be closer to the sixth sense for sure. If it's maybe closer to the grudge, it's definitely going to be closer to a horror film. So yeah, uh, I guess also too I want to look up Gore Verbinski because I know he did obviously uh, a bunch of the a few of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He did I think did he do hold on I need to look here because I know he did the Lone Ranger I know he did Rango which Rango I loved the Pirates of the Caribbean movies at least the Curse of the Black Pearl and I believe it was what was the next one I think it was Dead Man's Chest I really like both of those I don't know if he did any of the other ones I think he did At World's End but. Um, I think I saw that one too. I, I liked all three of them. They're pretty decent. If those are the first three, I haven't seen any after that. So I haven't seen the non Gore Verbinski ones. Um, but I know he used to do like music videos before this kind of like sort of a Michael Bay type figure. And I know that he did a short called the ritual. So let me see what he did. Uh, I don't know if the ring was the first thing. No, actually the f first thing he did did do was actually the first feature was mouse hunt starring nathan lane wow i didn't know he directed that film i actually do uh, nathan lane and lee evans actually i remember this movie i remember seeing this movie a long time ago this this was actually i think a very funny film if i recall uh, it's uh, what is it two stumble bum inventors are determined to rid their antique house of a mouse who is equally determined to stay where it is Oh, man. Yeah, no, I remember seeing this movie, and I remember liking it. I had no clue that was Gore Verbinski. Okay, cool. Uh, and then he did also the one after that was The Mexican? Starring Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts? What's this one about? A man tries to transport an ancient gun called the Mexican believed to carry a curse back across the border while his girlfriend pressures him to give up his criminal ways interesting sounds kind of like a chick flick but maybe crossing over into spooky territory um and also i guess i probably missed this one because this is before the era of i like brad pitt um or i realized that brad pitt was actually a good actor so i probably need to go back and watch this movie uh, even though i generally dislike julia roberts like her face bothers me and i do not like her i don't think she's that good of an actress or at least I haven't seen her in a role where I've liked her. So I think Brad Pitt could probably carry this. So I need to add this actually to my um, thing. Although it is listed as a comedy, an adventure. It's listed as comedy, adventure, crime. So it's probably not that spooky. But I do like Gore Verbinski doing comedy because obviously he can do it in Rango. Um, he did... A Cure for Wellness, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is pretty decent. So I think he really he really just does a lot of different things, I think, fairly well from what I've seen. Like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie is probably the, the biggest um, sort of indicator of that because it's scary, it's funny, it has good action. 
Uh, and also, I think I said in the last episode that not a lot of horror, at least the one in Saw, and we talked about it also in Hostel, where horror film directors, it's harder for them to do action. I think as I'm seeing this now, Gore Verbinski actually does action very well. So, uh, and, and also, I guess I may have to take that back too, because Peter Jackson, the director of obviously The Lord of the Rings and movies such as Bad Taste and um, what is it, Dead Alive um, or Dead or Alive, basically they turned out to be very good action directors. So I guess it really isn't a blanket rule, but I think that a lot of horror directors sort of struggle with action. But in this case, I don't think that Gore Verbinski does. So I doubt that there's going to be a lot of action in this movie. But who knows? Also, the other thing, too, looking at the trivia here, uh, Gore Verbinski wanted to uh, deliberately chose not to cast major stars as any of the main or supporting characters as he wanted the film to be discovered by audiences. I don't know what that means, discovered by audiences. I guess maybe more organic. So Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, and Amber Tamblyn were chosen for the leads. Now, I don't... I mean, Naomi Watts is a pretty big actress, so I guess maybe this was sort of one of her first roles let me see here what what was what was her like let's see filmography here um let's see 2000 let's go back to 2002 so she had done a bunch of like little shorts and tv movies before this it looks like oh no she actually did do a bunch of movies in the 90s it looks like but they were probably they're movies i'd never heard of and I think she had bit roles in them, so I don't know that she was in anything big. So, um, oh no, 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 she was in Mulholland Drive in 2001. Okay, so that's, yeah, I, no, 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 no. I, I was gonna say, because Naomi Watts was pretty big at this time, though. She was, she was bigger than I give her credit for, I guess, because, yeah, she was in Mulholland Drive, so, which I still haven't seen, um, so I guess I have to get on that one, too, but, Anyway, yeah, no, I, but all the other people in the movie that, as far as the ring goes, I haven't really heard of, to be fair, like Martin Henderson, like he looks familiar, Brian Cox looks familiar, but I haven't, you know, I can't place their name and their face, Amber Tamblin, I actually know her name, but I don't, I actually don't, I know her name, but I don't know her face, which is kind of funny, uh, weirdly enough, yeah, and all these other people, um, I, I can't really, I can't really place them, uh, Richard Lineback, who is the innkeeper, oh, he actually kind of looks like the innkeeper from Ringu, uh, except an American version, that's kind of interesting, so, oh, Adam Brody is in this film, male teen number one, he's not even cast, huh, he's, uh, let's see, what, who, what was he in, he was in, like, one of the main characters, what, the OC, holy crap, that's, that's throwing it back, but uh, I, I am excited to see this movie. Um, I, I hope that it is a little scarier than Ringu. Because, again, Ringu was a was a fun sort of, like, I think it was actually scarier. Like, the earlier on in the film that you were, it was scarier. And it really didn't build up a lot of tension as far as scares. But what it did was it really built up a decent mystery. So hopefully this movie's a little scarier. And I know that a lot of people say that it is. So... I think if it is going to be scarier, I think that essentially, if it is scarier, I think that I'm going to like it more because that's kind of what I want out of this. I want a scary film. Um, I want a scary movie, Sydney. But at the same time, I don't want it to lose what made it sort of good and unique as the thriller aspect of it. So I, I want there to be at least that baseline of, if it's if the mystery is at least the same or as good as Ringu, but it has a little bit of a scarier thing, I think I'm gonna like it more. So I would say Ringu for me probably was like it was probably a two and a half or three. Like it's a fun movie. Like, but I wouldn't necessarily watch it again. Other than I did watch it again, but um, mostly just to refresh my memory on what happens in it because I did remember it. But I'm like, wait, I always kind of get them mixed up, like The Grudge and. Uh, the ring. I will. I will always say, like, famously, 
not famously, but I, I, a lot of times say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'll make fun of like both of them. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to grudge walk out of your TV. So, but I always get them kind of mixed up because I'm like, wait, did she grudge walk out of the TV or is it, which one's the one where she comes out of the TV? It's the ring. The ring is the one where she comes out of the TV and the grudge obviously is like where she's walking down the stairs sort of like, you know, kind of with her head sort of weird and backwards and all the fun stuff. So this, I would say that's probably a 2.5 or a 3 for me. It's a, it's a solid film, but it's not necessarily scary. I, I, if I'm watching it, I don't, I'm not watch, wanting a scary film. I'm wanting like a thriller, right, that has a little bit of a scary element to it, right? Like it's more existential dread of like it's pulling you into um, – being sort of a victim right of the ring curse but i don't really want to get into spoilers about that because again that is kind of verging on spoilers of this film so anyway i guess if for me this movie essentially if it is better i think it has to be scarier it has to retain the same baseline and be a little bit scarier so essentially i'm looking for a better film right if it doesn't it's probably going to be a a two for me just because like all right i've seen this movie before if it is scarier, I think that this movie could be potentially a three and a half or a four for me. So I think I'm actually going to go with a, I don't think it's going to be revolutionary for me, but I think it could be a 3.5. And that's what I'm hopefully going to get out. I think hopefully this movie is going to be a 3.5 for me going forward. So I guess with that said, hopefully you guys are enjoying a spooky season and I'm going to go watch The Ring starring Naomi Watts directed by Gore Verbinski and hopefully the children in the background aren't killing each other and I better stop just to make sure that they aren't so I'm going to go do that and then I'm going to watch The Ring and then I will be back here and tell you what I thought about it once I watched it so hopefully you guys are enjoying spooky season keep watching spooky films um, also too if you guys uh, want to follow me on Twitter go to twitter.com slash mwns podcast follow me there let me know what your favorite scary movie that you've seen this spooky season is and we'll go from there so we'll see you on the other side Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? I saw her face. You start to play it, and it's like somebody's nightmare. I'd really rather watch it alone. And suddenly, this woman comes on. I know things will get better. Seeing you through the screen. What are we watching, home movies or something? And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. You killed Tamara, didn't you? My wife was not supposed to have a child. Someone knows you've watched it. I've watched it. And what they say is... Welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am back from watching The Ring from 2002, uh, directed by, who is that guy again? The guy who did things. It was, uh... oh, that was a good burp. Oh, I needed that. I just had like two sandwiches. They were small sandwiches, but one was a po' boy and one was a banh mi, and I was trying to see which one I like better. By the way, hands down, banh mi is the clear winner. Uh, there a po' boy. It has tomatoes on it. Like who who puts tomatoes on a sandwich, dude? I I hate it. I hate tomatoes on a sandwich. I put them on there to be authentic, but I realize that they're bullshit. But it's directed by Gore Verbinski, not just a you know a sandwich burp. So what? I don't even really know where to go with this one because I I I liked it right. But I think I was so close to not liking it, like very much so, because and it was I realized it's the same thing that I I have with the first Ringu, right? Uh, that was the, the Japanese version. 
And I think that, well, it's not really the same thing. It's two different things for the same sort of film. And I think if you put them together, they would be an amazing movie. But separately, I think they're both just okay, right? So in this one, we have Naomi Watts, who is a delinquent mother who is kind of portrayed in a much more favorable light than the mother in Ringu. The mother in Ringu is kind of like the worst character. Like, you don't feel bad for her at all. You just kind of want her to die. And then, like, you know, uh, Yoshi, uh, Yoshiro and um, uh, Ryu, uh, Ryuku, I can't remember his name, but the dad, they are both extremely good characters. I really like the dad, um, or at least who you find out is the dad in Ringu. In this one, Martin Henderson, who plays Noah, is kind of a, he's really just there to be a himbo. Like, he kind of has like a little bit of like exposition and you kind of have a little bit of like stuff there um, with him. Like he kind of does a little bit of his own investigation and it's kind of fun, but I really did not like his character. Um, but again, I, I, you know, you're not there for Martin Henderson. You're there for Naomi Watts. So like, what are you even talking about if you say no? But uh I uh, I did like this movie, and I think that it did a couple of things better than the original Ring, or Ringu, I should say. I think that Ringu was a very good thriller. It wasn't really that much of a horror film. It was a good mystery thriller, and I think that it kind of, like, it, the scariest moment in Ringu is literally the opening sequence. Other than that, like, it builds a little bit of tension and dread here and there, but not enough to be called a horror film from there on out. It really is, like, it has some horrific imagery, like, especially in the well scene, but it never gets scary again. You don't have scares. The Ring is definitely a scarier film. Is it the scariest movie that I've ever seen? Definitely not. But it is essentially a scarier film. Like, it's a horror film with a decent mystery. Now, the good thing that they both do that I liked is that the mystery is not exactly the same. It's got the same bones of it but it has little twists and turns that you know it takes I guess little different twists right little different turns here and there and it sort of ends up being um while where it gets to the same conclusion there's a little bit of a different mystery there and I think that there were a lot of scenes that essentially really ended up being you know really good um, like the, the scene, I think my favorite scene in the whole movie of the ring was honestly the, um, the scene where she's on the ferry and like, she goes up to pet the horse and the horse starts freaking out and the horse gets out and then there's this chase around and it like almost knocks her off the freaking boat. And then it gets like just chopped up by the propeller. And then you finally see there's the bloody surf that you see at the beginning of the video. Like I like in the ring specifically that the and you kind of get this feeling that more than likely something like this if you follow the trail like because again it is the breadcrumb if you follow the trail something is going to happen every time there's going to be something that dies in the water that has surf there's going to be some sort of centipede I like that it actually tied those things together even the first bit where it was like the the ladder that's up against the side of the building it was really well done and I love how they connected it together and again, I think that Naomi Watts was a much more um, likable protagonist slash final girl in this movie. Um, that's kind of where I think the the ending goes. This was a scarier film than Ringu, but it was not necessarily a better mystery. I think that the acting and the characters in Ringu were a lot better. Now, to be fair uh, as well, um, again, I think that my one of my complaints with Ringu was that essentially Ringu now having seen I guess both of them at the you know both of them uh, at a certain point um because I rewatched Ringu by the way uh, I did rewatch it uh recently just to kind of because I remember it and I've seen it but I couldn't quite remember it uh super well so I just went ahead and I put it on again uh, I liked it quite a bit. The mother, I don't think is supposed to be sort of a likable character. I think you're supposed to empathize with her. You're supposed to not like her, empathize with her. And then at the end, you realize what she's going to do is that she's going to 
go back and basically kill the grandfather, right? That's that's sort of the vibe that you get at the end of the movie is that, oh, no, she's going to sacrifice the grandfather for the son, which is, you know, it's an implied thing. Whereas in this movie, the ending is kind of silly because you already kind of know what needs to be done, but then they spell it out for you because American audiences are idiots. American audiences don't know what the fuck they're talking about, which is pretty funny, honestly, that they had to like go be that ham-fisted with it. I thought they can't possibly be going there, but then they did. They're like, uh, and also I think the worst scene in the entire movie is when it's like, oh, she was in the well. How long can you survive in a well? seven days and it was the cheesiest stupid scene i've ever seen in a movie it's like no i'm pretty certain you can survive longer than seven days in a well like because you have water like you're literally there in in water like i don't know how long it takes for you to starve to death but like like you can fast for a long time without eating food so i don't know you will starve eventually but like you'll live for quite a long time i feel like it's probably more than seven days i think that was shoehorned in there and even if it's not i'm going to call bullshit on it to say that no you can definitely survive longer in a well i have no scientific research to back this up it's just that i also listened to like a podcast um about like weird esoteric things and i recently listened to an episode where they talked about this lady who literally didn't eat anything for 12 years so like I know that it's possible, like, and it's actually a documented case where this lady, like, people are still trying to figure out, like, oh, how could she eat? We've observed her not eating. She had to be doing it somehow. It's like, no, dude, just some shit can't be explained. So people can live, right, on no food for a long time. And I think that was a dumb scene. But otherwise, I think it was a perfectly solid horror film. I like The Ring, again, more as a, as a thriller. The Ring is a Thriller was a good movie. And I think that the ending scene or one of the ending scenes was the ending scene of that was very poignant. But the scene where the dad gets kind of like he gets grudged. Um, you guys will get that reference in probably a week. But the scene where he gets grudged <laughs> um, at the end where, you know, she walks out of the out of or climbs out of the TV. It's way it's not scary. It is not scary at all. Like, it's just like, ooh, this is cool. It's it's the scene. It's going to happen. But I think the fallout from it is much more terrifying, right? It's not scary. It's sort of horrifying. And, like, the like the, like the the tension is sort of there. It's like, oh, no. Ah, what are they going to do now? It's still here. And then she figures it out. It kind of continues the mystery after you thought you've solved it. It was a good twist there. But for the most part, though, like, all of those scenes in – the ring were way scarier. The mystery made a lot more sense in Ringu, but the actual scares were way better in the ring. Uh, and even the opening scene is just really good. I really did like that quite a bit. Like it was a very good opening sequence and it actually tied in, I think a little bit better because you weren't necessarily sure that it was, it took me a while to realize that, um, Oh no, this is actually, because it wasn't explicitly ever said, I don't think. It's just, oh, this person died. I didn't realize that it was, yeah, that that's the, the, the not the daughter, but the uh, the niece who is the, um, the girl. It took me way too embarrassingly long to remember that that was the case. And in fact, I don't even think I got that in my original walkthrough of this. So I don't really know what to think of this movie other than I think I enjoyed watching it, but I don't know that I would really... I'd probably watch it again, honestly. It's a good, scary movie. I'd probably pair it with something else. I would watch it with something, maybe like on a scary movie night. But I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way. Um, one thing I wanted to do, though, about this is I, I wanted to kind of go and see, because I, I think that I, I like doing this, honestly, is going to um, the premier critic, uh, I guess, of our time, uh, Roger Ebert, uh, who is dead. Uh, he got grudged, um, unfortunately, at some point. But he writes, essentially, movie reviews. And I wanted to kind of read through his to see what, if I agree with him or not. Because it came to my attention that he, again, I keep saying get grudge, but this is sort of a teaser for the next episode, this next week, um, which will be coming hot. Because it will be coming into you hot. Because I am recording this the day I'm releasing, and I'm releasing late because I had a busy weekend. So I'm sorry, everybody, about that. 
but I wanted to read the review for The Ring. So Roger Ebert gives this, um, well, I won't tell you how many stars he gives it. I'm going to read through it. I'm going to see if I agree with him. Because I'm going to do this, hopefully, uh, I'm going to do this in the um, second half of our episode on The Grudge with uh, AJ McCool guy, by the way. So uh, look forward to that next week. Rarely has a more serious effort produced a less serious result than in The Ring, the kind of dread dark horror film where you better hope nobody in the audience snickers because the film teeters right on the edge of the ridiculous. So this point, I agree with him on this. It There are certain points where it gets a little bit ridiculous. So... But again, I think that the people who are overly criticizing the reality of films going to ridiculousness might need to reexamine what movies are. Because I think that if you, I think that you're, again, I'm going to call people out here, but I think that you're a little bit unfun if you don't really like, at least a little bit, not all the way unfun, but a little bit unfun, if you don't kind of accept that movies are going to be ridiculous, right? It's an entertainment um genre that essentially is just like hey here's the premise for this movie it's already ridiculous because someone is dying of a curse that they got through a vhs tape right like that in and of itself is ridiculous if you accept that as a premise for your film then what are you doing questioning all these other little things so but i will agree it is kind of ridiculous at points like it's just it just gets silly but I don't think that it's ever silly enough that it, like, makes it sort of, like, on the edge of a knife, or, you know, like that quest in that one movie. But I do think that it actually was very serious um, for a certain point. And I do think that it was a – it wasn't a dark horror film, but I think it was a – it was a decent horror film. It had scares. So next next paragraph. Let's move on, Roger Ebert. I'm half with you here, but I'm not. So – Enormous craft has been put into the movie, which looks just great, but the story goes beyond contrivance for the dizzy realms of the absurd, and although there is no way for everything to be explained, and many events lack any possible explanation, the movie's ending explains and explains and explains until you'd rather just give it a pass than sit through one more tedious flashback. Again, I think I'm half with him here. Because the ending really does just kind of, it's overdone. It really is overdone. I i think that they kind of just ham-fisted it, right? But by the same time, by the same token, if you're talking about a movie whose central premise is that there is a killer VHS tape with a curse attached to it, and you're not just questioning that core principle, and you're not like making fun of this on its face just because of that, and you go beyond this and you say, it just goes beyond contrivance into the dizzying realms of the absurd. And I'm assuming he's mentioned, he's going to talk, he, like he has to be talking about that core premise. Because if you're not talking about that core premise, what else are you talking about? I think he's nitpicking on that. Because really, if you just accept a world where this is a possibility, then you're kind of dumb. I think in, actually, that was one of the things I liked about Ringu better, is that in the, in Ringu, the, the dad is actually, he has ESP. Like, he just has psychic abilities, and he admits it, right? And it's shown that he has psychic abilities. In this movie, no one has psychic abilities. If any one of these characters had some sort of psychic ability that was, like, explicit, then I think it would have been better. Like, the boy kind of does, but, like, he really doesn't. He's just kind of an autist, which I will get to him in a moment once I'm done with Roger Ebert here. I do want to address, though, Gore Verbinski... He made a beautiful film that was beautifully paced, and I think just honestly, like, the, the soundtrack hit, everything hit. He put together a great movie, and honestly, the more I look into Gore Verbinski, uh, the more I like him as a director. I think he is just a, a solid auteur. Um, he doesn't do anything specifically well and flashy, but I think he just hits fundamentals really well. Um, he also does like that blue color palette the blue-green sort of color palette, which I, you know, you can kind of dig. But um, that aside, I think the more I see Gore Verbinski films, the more I really think that he is a great, not just visual, but I think like story beat, using soundtracks well. He he produces great quality films, even if 
again, in this case, I think my nitpicks are more so with the story in this one and the acting for Ring specifically. But all right, n- next next thing, I'm half I'm half with Roger Ebert here. I think he's being a little bit too hard. But the story involves a video that brings certain death. You look at it, the phone rings, and you find out you have seven days to live. A prologue shows some teenage victims of the dread curse, and newspaper reporter Rachel Keller, Naomi Watts, in parentheses, gets on the case helped by eerie drawings by her young son, Aiden, David Dorfman. I, I don't know how I felt about the drawing thing. That was, I think, the most contrived thing in a movie where... There was a VHS that killed people. I think the worst thing was that Aiden, again, like my my previous criticism was that none of the characters had explicitly had ESP or like, oh, the father has ESP. So this is why this kid's acting this way. It makes sense. You know, it, it's in this one, it just didn't. So I, I don't know, whatever. So he's going over this. The story has been recycled from a popular Japanese thriller by Hideo Nakata, which held off the market in his country to clear for well what which was hell oh was i'm an idiot which was held off the market in this country to clear the field for this remake alas the same idea was ripped off in august by fear.com also a bad movie but for more but more plain fun than the ring interesting with a climax that used visual visual i can't read brilliant visual effects while this one drags on endlessly I haven't seen fear.com, but I kind of want to now, but not necessarily. I just want to see like what the difference is. So it's like, it's essentially kind of the same, same deal. I guess you go to a website and it kills you, um, which makes sense if it's a ring ripoff. But uh, I I don't know. I dare not reveal too much of the story. Um, You have to, you have to copy the curse. It's a chain letter. That's what it is. This is. This is a chain letter, Roger Ebert. I'm I'm gonna spoil it for people, okay? I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my face right up here to the microphone, and I'm gonna spoil it for people. I'm gonna talk right into your ear. Hey, how you doing? I'm right here. I'm inside you, but not in a creepy way. I dare not reveal too much of the story, but will say that the video does indeed bring death in a week. Something we are reminded of as Rachel tries to solve the case while titles tick off the days. A single mom, she enlists a- uh, Aiden's father, a video geek named Noah Martin Henderson, boo, to analyze the deadly tape. He tags along for the adventure, which inevitably leads to their learning to care for one another. I think this one was overdone. The romance was overplayed just a tad in this towards the end. I like how they didn't Ringu, or it was just kind of like they kind of it was much more subtle and like felt more real. Anyway, by the by, I guess, although the movie is not big on relationships, uh, her investigation leads to a remote cottage on an island and to a weird hostile man, Brian Cox, who lives there. And the explanations start to pile up. Um, I really liked Brian Cox's sort of like, once they started digging that up, it was a lot different from Ringu. And I did like Brian Cox and like the way he died, I, that was great. It was a great moment. So I, yeah, he's just explaining it here. Um, This is Naomi Watts' first movie since Mulholland Drive. Still haven't seen it. And I was going to complain that we essentially learned nothing about her character except that she's a newspaper reporter. But then I remembered that in Mulholland Drive, we essentially learned nothing except that she was a small town girl in Hollywood. And by the end of the movie, we weren't even sure we learned that. Mulholland Drive, however, evoked juicy emotions and dimensions that the ring is lacking and involved us in a puzzle that is intriguing instead of simply tedious. I Again, I can't compare Mulholland Drive to this, but I will say in this, I think that her character arc was way better than in Ringu, than the mother there. I think that was a little bit more subtle. I think Naomi Watts' character was, she was portrayed as a caring mother with not enough time, and you were supposed to kind of not really like her, and then she sort of learned a lesson in the end. She learned to actually be a caring mother. I think... If you look at her story arc, it's actually pretty decent. And you get sort of bits and pieces of her backstory as you go. Now, I can't compare it to Mulholland Drive because I haven't seen it. I know that David Lynch does a lot of things in that movie, and he usually is pretty good with backstory and stuff, so I I don't know. Who, who knows? You probably get more of a sense of a character in Mulholland Drive. But this one, I think, was perfectly serviceable for a girl in a horror film. Like, it's you're not supposed to be 
getting anything crazy. And I think that Roger Ebert is really like, yeah, you do learn that she's a newspaper reporter, but at the same time, you also learn like, yeah, she, she had a kid too young. She, um, you know, they were both professionals. They, she got saddled with the kid because the guy left, left her. And, you know, he kind of learns maybe throughout the film that he wants to be a dad. I don't know. It was a little bit ham-fisted, but I think her character, you specifically, if you actually pay attention, Roger Ebert, if you actually watch the fucking movie, you hack, then you would actually kind of get a sense of her character. I think that you actually get a good sense of her character. Um, again, it's not that much of a depth though. Like if you're comparing it to Mulholland Drive, which I assume has more depth, you're probably not going to like it, but whatever. So the last paragraph here, there are a couple of moments when we think the ring is going to end and it doesn't. It's that old reliable where the heroine soaking wet and saved from death says, I want to go home and the hero cushions her head on his shoulder, but no, there's more. Another is when Aiden says, you didn't let her out, did you? That would have been a near nice ironic closer, but the movie spells out the entire backstory in merciless detail until we're finally walking out of the theater. We're almost ashamed to find ourselves wondering, hey, who was that on the phone? I, I don't know what you mean by this, Roger Ebert. Um, I think that the ending, again, while ham-fisted, it did go on a bit long. I don't think it went on that long. I think that it was for American audiences. This was probably more needed. Uh, the the ring did go on. Or Ringu did go on a lot too. I will say, but I think it was a necessary end to a thriller. This was more of a horror film, and so the ending probably fell a little flat for Roger Ebert. I think that it was, for me, it kind of just it punctuated things in a way that was okay, even though I didn't like it as much. Uh, at least the ending. That said, uh, Roger Ebert did give this a two out of five stars, so he didn't really like it, but he didn't hate it. So I, I, I kind of half agree with him on this. I think it is a little bit ridiculous at times, but I do actually quite enjoy watching this movie. I think it was a good scary flick. I don't think that you're going to be coming back to this for like the mystery. I think you're going to be coming back to this for the style, the few scares that it has. It's a, it's a very lightly scary film. Like, if you don't watch horror films, you could probably watch this one and be okay. Now, again, the actual subject matter is one of those things where it's like my wife just refused to be in the same room as me watching this um, or rewatching Ringu for that matter because she didn't want to see the video. So the the actual horror is that you are also watching the video yourself. So are you? am I going to die in seven days? I didn't get a call saying that I was. So I don't know. Honestly, the worst part of this this whole damn movie was the stupid kid. In the in the original Ringu, y Yoshi um, was like, he was kind of a little creepy Japanese kid, which was fine, uh, and, and he wasn't annoying, really. He was just kind of like there, a quiet, reserved kid who kind of just did his own thing. Like, he was self-sufficient. In this case, it was one of those moments where this kid was so friggin' annoying. Everyone gives, like, Jake Lloyd shit in Star Wars, in the the uh, in Phantom Menace, about how he was so annoying that he ruined those movies. No, 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 no. No, he has nothing on this kid. This kid was so annoying. The acting was bad from the kid. I really that's the that's the biggest misstep in this entire film was casting. What was his name? What was that little bitch's name? David Dorfman. That's a bad name. That's a stupid name. Dorfman. You dorf. Why don't you find somebody else who can act? Like, just find any... I would have accepted, like, Macaulay Culkin doing the, like, ah face from Home Alone in this movie more than I would have this kid, because this kid was just annoying. He grated on me. Like, I get that he was supposed to be kind of like this... He was allegedly maybe had ESP. He maybe had this, that, and the other thing. I, I, I don't know. He was maybe autistic. Don't know. He, he had a touch of the tism. But it just... I don't know. It, he bothered me. He just graded on me. Despite that, he was in the film, relatively speaking, so little that it really didn't matter um, as far as like him physically. But when he was there, I was hoping that there would be another scene. I honestly wanted him to get grudged. I wanted him. I wanted Samara to come through the TV and and get him um, because I I hated the actor uh, who played that. Thing, uh, who played the the character uh, who played Aiden so I I'm, I'm actually upset that he didn't get get got but at the same time like mm, 
it was satisfying for Naomi Watts's character. Also, Naomi Watts, um, you know, if you didn't realize, is actually just Stone Cold Fox. So, um, you know, there's that. If you have if you have nothing else for this movie, um, you know, just you can just watch me Naomi Watts for like a couple hours, like not even a couple hours, like for an hour and a half or something. She's not on the screen the whole time, but whatever. I think that this was a perfectly serviceable scary film, and if you can get past the the sort of the Kai concept of the movie and not let it sort of get to you in your real life, which I think was the actual sort of horror of this, is that, oh, what if I watch this video? Will I die in seven days? Ooh. Uh, and let your imagination run wild. I think that it's it's a scary enough film that it's fun to be scared of, but it's also, it's a very slick film. Gore Verbinski did a great job making a good-looking film. But then also, um, it was not overly scary or gory, right? It just didn't have all of those other gore scare effects. Uh, you know, it was pe people could stomach it. Um, so I think this is a, a perfectly serviceable film where I think I probably would have given, I think I gave Ring, uh, Ringu a potential three. I think I gave this a hopeful four. Uh, I think I'm going to bring this down, and I think I'm going to give both Ringu and The Ring a three because... I think I think that they both get a three for different things. Ringu gets a three for being uh, having good characters that I enjoyed watching and grow, or at least that I really, especially the dad. The dad in Ringu is great. Um, the, 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 the mother in Ringu kind of goes through her own arc. Even though you don't like her, you end up sort of like understanding where she comes from and sort of liking it in the end, you know? Whereas... You know, that has a good character that has a better mystery. It's a more succinct mystery. It fits better. It basically sort of ties everything together in a more, in a better way. Whereas um, The Ring was a visually a better film. It was scarier, and I think it had a better protagonist, generally speaking, a final girl. But I think that it did have a less satisfying ending, um, but it was fun to watch. I think The Ring is more fun to watch. But Ringu is actually probably a better mystery. So if that's what you want, if you want a fun, scary film that's kind of mindless, that you can get a little bit of mystery in, because the mystery did drag you in a bit. Like, it's not that it didn't. It just didn't do it as well as the other movie. Um, I think that this movie is is better. But if you want something that's more of a mystery without scares, watch Ringu. That's that's going to be my... my uh, uh, my final say on this. As far as like double featuring it with something, I don't really know what I double feature this with. Although I feel like you can double feature this with a lot of movies. Like you could really just put this together with so many things. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I feel like I'm in the future going to say, oh yeah, you should just watch that with The Ring. Um, but otherwise, uh, that's that's pretty much it. So I guess next week, I teased it already. I'm going to be watching The Grudge with AJ McCool guy. Um, go follow him. I sh might have his stuff in the links at the bottom of the thing. Uh, if I can get this out tonight, it probably won't, but I might add it in later. But he'll have all his links next week. We're going to be watching The Grudge. Uh, and then after that, uh, we will have one more spooky season week left, and then we'll go back to regular non-spooky things. Uh, actually, some of it may still be spooky, but not as much. I'll try to do less spooky things uh, outside of spooky season, at least for a week or so. But uh, with that said, uh, we will see you in the next one. I hope you don't get grudged or ringed. I hope you don't get rung, ringed. You get sprung. As Is that what it is? I like big butts and I cannot lie. Who are the brothers can't deny when the girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a roundling in your face, you get rung, right? Rung, okay. Like sprung, it's rung. All right, cool. Don't get grudged, don't get rung. Cool. See you guys in the next one. Peace. What's your favorite scary movie? They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? It's showtime. Welcome to Fright Night. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while, see what happens. a little mad sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes 
you're going to meet death now. <laughs> the living dead. I would rather take my chances as a supernaturally possessed doll. It's less complicated. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Do you want to die, Sydney? I am Dracula. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license.